Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And theaters might be opening back up, but it doesn't mean that there's staff around to do anything. (laughs) Yeah, don't expect to have any of your issues taken care of. (laughs) Or even AC in all of the theaters. (laughs) So yeah, we saw, we've seen two movies this last week. Mm-hmm. One of them did not start on time. Uh-huh. It was about 10 minutes in. Or... We were like, hey, yeah, so there's this movie <laughs> isn't isn't playing. Yeah, or I think it started on time. It just wasn't projecting. Something like that. So, because like, once it started, once it started up, started, it was like it was 10 minutes in. In the movie, yeah. There was... So I, I went to go, hey, so the movie's already started. Yeah. Can we restart it? Yeah. And the guy's like, well, what time did you get here? <laughs> like, I've, I've been we here. We were there so early. So <laughs> I've like... been here 45 minutes before the fucking movie. Yeah. The issue isn't me being late. Yeah. Like, who would... <laughs> I mean, they probably... I can't imagine somebody would be like, you know what? I was late, but I'm just going to say they could start it over. They probably... I'm sure they've had people say that. <laughs> So they probably just assumed that you showed up. So I had late. to like convince this guy that I was not just late to the movie. Luckily, somebody else came out and was like, hey, can we restart the movie? Yeah. It didn't start <laughs> at the beginning. Then finally the guy figured out what I was saying. Yeah. So maybe I'm just really bad at explaining that yeah. the movie was already midway through. Yeah. Or not even midway. but Or you know. he was just like, no, nah, I don't trust this fucking guy. Yeah. Where's the rest of him? <laughs> Hidden under my fat, obviously. <laughs> and then, yeah, the the second movie we just saw the other day. The guy was like, oh, yeah, so just so you know, the AC doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just, you know, I'm giving you an out now in case you are worried about. He made it seem like a lot of people had complained about it yeah. every showing of mm-hmm. whatever's been in that theater. So, yeah. like, maybe just don't use that theater then. Yeah. It's not like the place is popping so much you yeah. need to have the theater open. Yeah. There was, like, three other people in that movie with us. Uh-huh. I bet you it was, like, that's where they had assigned that movie and they had to keep playing that movie for a certain number of more showings. And they didn't really care if anybody actually saw it. And they were like, well, it's in the theater we're technically fulfilling our contractual obligation. We don't yeah, really care. I guess. Okay. I don't know. Either way, it was BS. Luckily, it turned out it wasn't that hot. Like, it was not cold at all. Yeah, I was but, fine probably to like a, a third the way left in the movie. Yeah. I was like, uh Yeah. I could have been... Starting to sweat. I could have been more comfortable, but I wasn't entirely uncomfortable. <laughs> so. Yeah. It was doable. I don't think it was bad enough that I'd go and complain about yeah. it, especially if I already knew about it. Exactly. Just giving people a heads up probably helps. But yeah. he was straight up like, yeah, you could probably get free tickets if you if you don't go like say it. Something. Yeah. It's like, well, we're technically getting free like, tickets now. I was like, this is now. already free. I didn't want to bring that up, but I was like, I'm already. Are they going to give us free tickets for something yeah. that we didn't? This is just our membership. <laughs> I felt so terrible too because we got free tickets. This might have been the, the first movie, but we got free tickets. Through the unlimited thing, essentially. Yeah. And then I had a free popcorn and, and a free soda drink. for my birthday. <laughs> yeah. That was going to expire soon. I was like, well, I'll just use this, I guess. Yeah. Since it hasn't yeah. been used for the last year and a half. Yeah. 
And he was like, your total will be zero dollars and zero cents. I couldn't tell if he was was like being like a smart ass about it or if he just thought it was like humorous. I think he thought it was, I assumed he thought it was humorous, but who knows? I just felt (laughs) bad. Like I don't really want anything else. Yeah. That's plenty of items. I feel like maybe I'm supposed to buy something. Yeah. Well, maybe they should have thought of that before they fucking changed their drinks. So. Yeah. Yeah. The Pepsi shift has not been the most ideal. Because they didn't even get the good Pepsi options. I feel like I've already talked about this, so I'm not going to get into it again, but. <laughs> have you run, Have you wrote a stern letter to. Not yet. I have considered it. To Regal yet. <laughs> I'm working on that. Dear Mr. Regal. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed <laughs> in the recent shift to Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Pepsi is a fine product. But where's the cherry Coke? Yeah. They don't even have cherry Pepsi. If they had cherry Pepsi, it would be fine. Yeah. I'm assuming it has to be like some kind of a... They got a really good fucking deal from Pepsi. Yeah. To help them save money. Yeah. With and the, the all of the loss yeah. of the last year. Exactly. Whatever. And Coke was like, no. Yeah. We're not going to match that. We'll buy your theater, but we won't yeah. give you a better deal. We're not going to give you a better deal on products, no. All right, let's get into our new releases this week. First up, we have on Apple TV Plus, Lizzie's Story. That's L-I-S-E-Y, in case anybody wants to Google that. <laughs> Not like Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> uh, this premieres June 4th, and it's... Is, is that still happening? What? Is there like a Lizzie McGuire Disney Plus show happening? There it's may. been really quiet since they announced that. Like, I haven't years heard anything ago. since then. It was like announced before Disney Plus, right? And then I haven't heard anything since. Yeah, I have no memory. I mean, I remember that happening, but nothing since. So I'll, I'll take that as homework and come back to you about that. Okay. How about that? But Lizzie's story. Should I also cats you outside? No. Because <laughs> it's too fucking hot outside, okay? <laughs> I okay. guess I can't catch you in a theater then either. Yeah, I guess not. Lizzie's Story premieres on June 4th on Apple TV+, and it's a miniseries adaptation of the Stephen King novel um, of the same name, and it stars Julianne Moore and Clive Owen. So, for anybody who's into Stephen King, might be having something else to check out. Okay. So, Stephen King, we needed another yeah. adaptation, I mean, obviously. Yeah. Is he running out of books at some point? He's like, like what... <laughs> else can i do i i wrote this in the fifth grade let me get this adapted yeah <laughs> um weren't they together in children of men or some shit like yes, that yes yes they were that's a good point yeah <laughs> i don't know if it's a good point or if it's just like a trivia yeah like, random observation. Tr- random jeopardy fact yeah <laughs> All right. Um, Hulu has on June 3rd, A Glitch in the Matrix. This is a new documentary that (laughs) provides arguments towards the idea that we are living in a simulation. So you're laughing. But this has me really intrigued. Yeah. I can't wait to hear the arguments because it's just fascinating to think about. But your, your laughter makes me feel like you already... Are dismissing it like no. this is just like flat earthers or no 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 I'm I Scientology I did or some not, kind of a I did not mean to mean to imply that I'm laughing because it's such a silly silly idea I'm not saying that it couldn't be true I mean I'm not saying it is true yeah I just 
I feel like we like every other week. I feel like there's some kind of fucking news story about yeah. how we might be in a simulation, like yeah. some shit like that. Yeah, no, I have I have no information or evidence on one side or another. I I'm just interested. I think it'll be really entertaining. How devastating would that be to find out for some people? Yeah, that we're all just Sims living in a game that somebody walked away from. Yeah, like <laughs> we can't even be mad at the people who like have a bunch of kids yeah. and just rely on government aid yeah because <laughs> turns like, out they were doing somebody was they doing were a just challenge. being controlled by a yeah. mouse yeah <laughs> yep yeah i i'm i was laughing because i was like this is gonna be so interesting like i'm giddy with excitement <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't want it to be true but i no. am really curious what kind of a fucking argument could be made as to why yeah I'm... i imagine deja vu is going to be some kind of interpretation of like a glitch. Probably. All right. Hulu also has on June fifth, um, a movie called Rams. This is a new movie, which is a comedy drama starring Sam Neill, and it seems to be about people in Australia who raise sheep. Um, <laughs> that sounds very uninteresting, but I watched the trailer and it seems mildly interesting. Basically, there's two estranged brothers. Who both raise sheep that are descended from their family sheep line. And then some crazy bullshit happens. Like a a disease in sheep happens in Australia. And then a lo- they get some of their sheep get taken away. And blah, blah, blah. You know? It's just a... It's a drama. But then they have this like comical story a little bit of the brothers and how they interact with each other. So random. But it might okay. be cool. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, like, they had, like, a fight and, like, they end up, like, splitting their, their sheep business well, and competing with each other. I think that's kind of what happened. Oh, okay. In the past. And we're probably going to get some information about that. Okay, so it was going to be them coming back together. I, I assume. Out of necessity because of the sheep disease. I think so. That they need more stock together. That's my expectation, yes. I'm, sorry, I've already spoiled the whole show for everybody. <laughs> All right. Uh, Netflix. June 4th, Sweet Tooth is coming out. That series that we had briefly talked about before. Yeah, um, DC adaptation. Mm-hmm. Produced by Robert Downing Jr. Sorry, uh, Bob Downing Jr. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> As somebody referred to him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that should be interesting to check out. And on June 5th, I got this one here for you. Something called Kitty Love, an Homage to Cats, a Netflix documentary. I don't think I've watched any of the other documentaries that have happened yet. Yeah. Like, I keep, like, getting excited to, oh, I gotta see this, and I yeah, never watch Yeah, and then we them. never watch them, yeah. I feel like because I'm always waiting for you, and then I just never think no, about it. No, don't even try. No, I am not attacking you. Uh-huh. I am just saying, in my head, I never watch them by myself. I see. Because I'm expecting to watch them with you, and then we just don't think about it. Yeah. Because there's other, like, new release stuff. Or Yeah, we're like, oh, we gotta watch this for the podcast, that's and like we don't really think more about appropriate. documentaries. Yeah, that's true. We should figure out all of the cat documentaries that we've not watched I hope yet. that was a... Meowvy? Meowy? Meowvy? Or some... It was like a movie about cats or some shit. Cats to Meowvy? Yeah, that's, yeah. I think, probably what it yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> It's sounding familiar. Yeah, I, I hope that's still there because that came out like I feel like over a year or two ago. And yeah, I never watched that one. Okay, we should watch that soon. <laughs> if it's there, yeah, it's probably we'll, gone at this point. We'll see. We'll see. Speaking of cats, 
So I just found out that there is a action figure statue type thingy mm-hmm. of the Miles Morales Spider-Man character. Oh shit! Costume with the cat, with the cat? in the bag. Oh man, did you already like pre-order? No, that's the thing. Is I looked at it, <laughs> I looked into it. Two hundred and seventy-five dollars for this fucking balls. statue slash action figure thingy. That's nuts. I mean, it's like I would never pay that much for it. It's like, it's bullshit. Like, why is it so expensive? Yeah, that's crazy. Extremely crazy. Yeah. Okay, Disney Plus. On June 4th, Raya and the Last Dragon is no longer Premier Access. So for anybody who was kind of wanting to check that out but didn't want to pay the extra $30, it's ready for you on June 4th. We did it, guys. We did it. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> we we held out. Yeah. <laughs> We're no longer paying extra for this movie. Yeah. I almost saw it in theaters, actually, because it's still playing at the theater. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I saw that, I was like, ah, I guess yeah, I'm not okay, seeing it in good. theaters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then this is a little early of announcement, but it's a big deal. So June 9th, everybody mark your calendars, the Loki series premieres on Disney+. Plus On a Wednesday. We will remind you not next week. Not a Friday, but not a Wednesday. Not a Friday, correct, yes. All right, and HBO Max had a good number of new things drop on June 1st. These are fairly recent movies you might want to check out. Dr. Sleep came out in 2019 that's a really good movie and uh it's the director's cut actually so i don't know the difference but i guess we'll have to look up to it i can't remember how long this movie was but i feel like it was really fucking long already yeah it was over two hours right wasn't like two and a half i think so yeah so who was like you know what we need an even longer fucking version of this movie well a director's cut to be fair doesn't always mean insanely insanely long (laughs) and watches the opposite they're like "Eh, cut that cut this i have seen some director's (laughs) cuts like back in the day where it was just differently phrased for lack of a better word Mm -hmm. they moved some scenes around or whatever and took some things out they didn't like so i mean there's yes they tend to be longer but it's not a requirement like every alien movie has a director's cut yeah it adds usually about like 15 minutes or so of a of the movie. Yeah. Um, I really like this movie, so I mean, I'll probably be checking it out. Yeah. I mean, I guess if I sat through the Snyder Cut <laughs> yeah. in one sitting, I could probably do it for other stuff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also came to HBO Max on June 1st, or comes to HBO, also coming to HBO Max on June 1st is Shazam. Also came out in 2019, in case you hadn't seen that. That was one of the few... Uh, I'm, I'm a little confused. Huh? You you didn't turn into a, a buff, <laughs> super-powered man. No. I don't qualify. You, you, you said Shazam yeah. pretty enthusiastically. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work if you're not a teen boy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and a new movie coming out. As part of the uh, concurrent HBO Max in and theaters is The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. This is the premiere on June 4th, which, as I said, also in theaters. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I've been watching all of those kind of movies. Yeah. Another one where it's like, I probably would be seeing it in theater, but if it's going to be on HBO Max, I'll just watch it there. Yeah, for sure. It's one of those movies I feel like doesn't need to be in theater. Mm Mm-hmm. And another movie coming to theaters June 4th is Spirit Untamed. I I believe this is a sequel to that Spirit animated horse movie, in case anybody wanted something to check out with their kids. Wasn't that a Disney thing? 
Maybe? Okay. I have no idea what this is. Uh, it's... Okay. It's an animated horse movie, so yeah. that's all, pretty much all you need to know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I mean... <laughs> There's a sequel to it, so if anybody has kids who liked that movie... I was thinking that was Disney, but it might not be. Yeah. Maybe it is. I, I just I don't know. <laughs> all right. Well, we do have uh, some announcements. Starting out, Cartoon Network apparently is going to air a Teen Titans Go Space Jam movie. It's called Teen Titans Go Sea Space Jam. Okay. Uh, So it's not quite what it looks like or sounds like. Uh, Instead of it being a crossover event, which is what was implied, it's apparently going to be the group of Teen Titans watch the original Space Jam and provide their own commentary throughout the movie. So this is going to be available on June 20th to watch on Cartoon Network. Or you could buy it digitally on July 27th. Cool. I, I was not one of the people asking for this. I don't think anybody <laughs> was at all. I mean, it's clearly just cross-promotion. They're trying yeah. to get people to fucking give a shit about Space Jam or yeah. vice versa. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what Space Jam was meant for, it seems like, based off that trailer, is just to throw all their properties into one fucking thing and be like, see, go watch this shit too. Yeah. So it's just like... Mystery Science Theater 3000? Is that what it's called? I think so. Yeah. I mean, you should know. That's like you were like timing of... You trying to say that's my demographic? It's yes. like an old person show. I didn't watch it. Yeah, unfortunately, I did not watch Mystery Science Theater 3000. It just that's what it's feels like something you would have watched, mm. given your background with knowledge of older shows yeah. and I mean, I, content. I, I know it existed. I just didn't watch it enough. That's, that's one of those things. Going back to like our last episode where we talked, you know, about sitting on a Saturday, fucking at a yes grandparents' a house grandparents watching house? shit. Like, 100%. that was one of the things I would always see at my grandparents' yes. house is yeah. black and white movie. I think one was like the creature from the Black Lagoon mm-hmm. was one of the ones I watched specifically. That was my story. Yeah, I, it was a pretty good story. <laughs> it was a roller coaster of emotions, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I assume this is more for kids. To introduce them to the old fucking Space Jam and go into the... Whatever. It's fine. All right. Uh, Next up, Evil Dead Rise is the next installment of the Evil Dead franchise. Mm -hmm. Uh, Apparently, it's going to be skipping theaters altogether now, and it's going to be heading to HBO Max instead. Okay. Yep. Cool. And it's going to be taking place, I believe, in a city instead of a cabin. Okay. Yeah. Interesting fact. Sounds good. <laughs> it's also going to be starring uh, different people. That also makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Infinite is a science fiction film starring Mark Wahlberg that's apparently going to premiere on Paramount Plus exclusively instead of theaters. So this is coming out June 10th. Is it a science fiction film about a Boston cop? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we'll have to find out. Yeah. Is he, is he crooked? Yeah, you know, there's, there's got to be a crooked Boston cop in here. Mark Wahlberg is not interested, so yeah, unless there's Transformers, or he like gave up that life to like <laughs> work at a burger joint with his family. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm interested in anything that actually comes to Paramount Plus, so I'll probably check it out. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely be watching this. 
it seems like we're starting to see a new wave of movies, right? Mm-hmm. A- Amazon's getting the Infinity War, whatever the fuck it's called. No, Infinity War. The in- Infinite. The Tomorrow War. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just straight stole the Marvel movie. They're like, they're no, like, there's they're the- like you look at me. <laughs> you look at me. I am the Infinity War now. <laughs> Somebody in the marketing room was like, there's no other movies named this, right? Yeah, no, we're good. <laughs> Just make sure nobody avenges shit. Yeah. And we're, no, we're going to be okay. No avenging allowed. <laughs> make sure that guy is blue. Do not make him purple. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So moving into our bigger topics. Amazon has apparently, you know, speaking of Amazon, apparently they have bought MGM for $8.45 billion. Dang. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the enthusiasm. I mean, it sounds like a lot of money. It's, it seems like a lot. Yeah. It's more than I have currently. Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, so Amazon stated in its announcement that it will preserve MGM's heritage and catalog of films with the acquisition. Um, apparently, Apple was rumored to have passed on purchasing MGM for $6 billion. Okay. Now, that's either like a, Apple's like kicking themselves or that's a Amazon overpaid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Amazon's like, whatever, we have it. <laughs> so, really, I mean, this is about the catalog, right? I mean... Uh-huh. And the big, like, movie franchises. But here's the thing about Bond. They're technically also owned by another company. It's like a shared ownership. So they don't tend... I think there's like a family that owns... Okay, so it's... Eon Productions also has ownership of the Bond character or franchise. Okay. It seems like it's run by the... Is it Broccoli family? Broccoli family? (laughs) I hope it's broccoli. I, I do too. Yeah. So really, I mean, by that logic, then Amazon doesn't have full control of the property. So they would probably still need to have like permission or some kind of agreement. Agreement. Yeah. Further contracts in order to even use Bond, whether it be TV shows or movies. Right? They couldn't just. I don't think we're going to be seeing the. Next Bond movie comes straight to Amazon Prime, it sounds like. It's yeah. probably going to still be a theaters or whatever. Yeah, but if it comes after theaters, that'd be okay. <laughs> I mean, yes, that's fine. But, like, I mean, obviously that's not the only property, right? We have, yeah. like, I think Creed is an MGM Creed film. is. The upcoming Candyman remake is as well. Okay. Pig Panther, they own that. Robocop. I know the reboot didn't do well, but, I mean, Robocop is a property you can... You could still find a, a way to bring back. Yeah. Poltergeist. Tomb Raider. Okay. And Legally Blonde. Well, there you go. <laughs> they are remaking. They're making a number three for that. So it is relevant, I promise. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to come out next year, I think. Either again, way. <laughs> again, we're going straight into the, the streaming wars, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we're kind of seeing the, the, the shift in movies and games kind of being very similar. Now you're getting basically bigger companies are consuming smaller ones mm-hmm. and like kind of just making bigger clusters 
of <laughs> studios, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't know if this is like, I assume it still has to be like approved through the government and all that stuff, right? For monopoly reasons and all yeah, that shit. Yeah, through the like, FCC But I don't or think whatever. this is as big as what AT&T has recently done. No. Or yeah. what Microsoft has done with other stuff. Like right. it, it seems like this is probably going to go through. No yeah. problem. Yeah. But um, that's another thing, too, is if the ownership's, like, shared, then when it comes to casting, would Amazon be able to decide who they want the next Bond to be? Because, like, we already know that the the next Bond is going to be changing, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's all those rumors that they were trying to get Idris Elba at one point, you know. So, how does that get impacted by split ownership? Stuff like that. Good question. I don't have the answer. <laughs> I was really relying on if you. If anybody for that. listening knows the answer to that, I was really please. relying on you for that answer. <laughs> please let us know. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. Since you have no answers for Sorry. me. Uh, the Sonic Prime series on Netflix is going to come out in 2022, and apparently it's going to have 24 episodes. Okay. That's a lot for an animated series. Yeah. Are they going to be like 12 minutes long? That's a good point. Maybe they will be. I don't know. I mean, it's for kids, right? Theoretically. Yeah. So maybe there'll be shorter episodes. Okay. That's possible. Although, like, things like Jurassic Park, Camp Cretaceous, and... Yeah, they're like, what, 22? Yeah, they're, they're about minutes less than most. half an hour. Yeah. So... Yeah, that is... It's It does seem like a large number. Hmm. I guess they just have a really big story to tell. Yeah. You know, they're going to build a very big universe. Yeah. Maybe. Through the through the hedgehog that runs fast. Yep. All right. Uh, Army of the Dead, also on Netflix, apparently has tied the Midnight Sky for ninth place as one of the most viewed properties on Netflix with 72 million. Wow. They have to be rounding, right? There's yeah. no way that someone's... That, that these two movies are exactly 72 million, right? I was looking at the list. It looked like they're all basically... 75 million, 74 million. Mm-hmm. I think there's no change yeah, in there. I'm sure they're rounding because in the hundreds of views doesn't impact anything when you're in that high of a number. So mm-hmm. they're probably rounding. Speaking of views, though, you just recently told me that Netflix uh, counts a view as two minutes worth of watching or something. I, I, that's what I read. So I was. Uh, I think it was GameSpot had something about Army of the Dead and how many views it had of the movie. And then it had like a little fine print of, uh, but keep, you know, take this as it is because Netflix technically uses like anything over two minutes as a view. one view. Okay. So you could theoretically watch like five minutes to get a vibe of it and then be like, eh, never mind. It still counts as a view. Oh, uh, yeah. You'd think it would have to be, like, at least half the movie. Yeah. To count as a view. Yeah. And so by that logic, too, then, if you watch, like, an episode of a show. Yeah. Or not even, like, so, yeah, if you watch less Shit, than. Shit, depending on. Like, just part of an episode of a show. So does that mean that that show is one view or just that episode is one view? Yeah. Depending on the show, you might have just barely made it through the intro. Like, you might not even actually have watched part of the show. <laughs> that's true. So that's a very weird uh, yeah. way to measure, in my opinion. Yeah. 
Also, Netflix doesn't really give out their data, right? Not that I'm aware of. They're a so, little hush-hush about it. Yeah. At least the specifics. They give out rankings and things like that, but they don't. They haven't tended to give out raw numbers. Yes. So like we said, we wouldn't know if someone's watching a whole thing or just part of a thing. Yeah. They just count it as a view, it sounds like. Exactly. All right. Um, the Hollywood Reporter is reporting that WB signed Todd Phillips to write a script for Joker 2 after the success of the 2019 film starring Joaquin Phoenix. After all that talk about how it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, right? Just shows you money talks. I mean, we kind of said that too, I think, in our yeah. uh, review conversation of like, it's, it feels like they wouldn't just walk away from something like this. Yeah. Uh, but that also brings up questions of like the, the broader sense of the DCEU. Like, does this still say, does this, does this still stay a separate story or do you, do you find a way to incorporate this now into the Batman? Is that going to be tied to this Joker now? We don't even know if that Batman is the same one that Ben Affleck plays, right? For all we know, it's the same one. Yeah, that's true. But the timing of when the Joker or when Joker takes place, it seems like it's... It's like the it's like 70s or 80s, right? Yeah. So... If it's the 80s, it's possible. Yeah. Well, no, because... Never mind. No, because he was a boy in that movie. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't be an adult until, like, the 90s to 2000s. Right. So this Joker could have aged, obviously, mm-hmm. and risen to power. As you will. I guess the big question is, like, where would they go? Like, how would they time jump? Would it be, like, directly after? I, I feel like they'd have to time jump. Not too far, though, right? Because of the, like, implications of the ending of the film. Mm-hmm. You couldn't really time jump too far. Well, I guess you could, because then that would explain, like, why they're, like, Gotham is so decayed and all of these groups of crime lords are everywhere. Yeah. Uh, like, they just... The anarchy took over, and they don't yeah. have ability to the manpower to control yeah. all of the crime. Yeah, exactly. But that's also something that you could kind of explore with the next movie, yeah. like the process of it happening versus it already being in existence. Because if it's already in existence, then that would kind of directly tie to Batman existing as well, which I assume they're going to avoid. That you know, he might be another cameo. Maybe we'll see him as a teenager this time yeah. around. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of ways they could go with that. But they ha- they are going to have to be careful. Because I don't think that it ties in. I-, I personally don't think that it would tie in with any of the other. They should leave it separate, is what it's saying. Th- they yeah. should. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, it seems like their strategy is to kind of say things are separate until they decide they want them to uh, be connected. just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and then they find a way to connect them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I... I think it would be fun to explore more of this character, uh, but it is risky too because it was such a, in my opinion, a really good movie. Yeah, I wouldn't want to like ruin that by forcing another story that just doesn't work. Yeah, I do worry about lightning not striking the same place twice. Yeah, something I worry about too. <laughs> it's a saying. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? I, yeah. <laughs> 
Like, I feel like you flipped it, but yeah, I get what you're okay. saying. Well, just Joker was really, really, really good mm-hmm. in almost all aspects. So I feel like it's very difficult to have a good sequel to something like that. So that's all I'm saying. Gotcha. All right. The uh, Hollywood Reporter also reports that Denai Guerrera will reprise her role as Okoye in both the Black Panther Wakanda Forever film and the spinoff series planned for Disney+. Plus. Makes sense. I think that was an obvious, yeah. right? She's Did one of the staple question? characters yeah. that people enjoyed. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So I don't know why she wouldn't. I mean, it makes logical sense that she would be in them because she was one of the main characters, like you said. So it, I don't... I don't know if anybody was worried that she wouldn't be. <laughs> I mean, I kind of assumed everybody would be returning, yeah, to be honest. exactly. You know, if they use... I mean, the the leaders of all the different tribes, you know, even uh-huh. in the Black Panther movie when they were, like, criminals in the end or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I imagine they're going to come back in some right. capacity, at least in the series. Yeah, I feel like most of the Dora Milaje would be in it, at least. Because, mm-hmm. duh. Yeah. And then the fucking guy, like you said. Yeah, we're, we're obviously going to be seeing Shuri. I don't think yeah. she's been announced, but of course we're going to see her. Of course, yeah. Uh, and on the Marvel news, Secret Invasion has cast another actor, Christopher McDonald, E-I-E-I-O. Yeah. Was his name O. Yeah. Is he old? I guess he kind of is. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. <laughs> he's an actor that like you recognize. Like, oh yeah, yeah, he's in a lot of things. Yeah, but then I was you're like, like oh, ah, that guy. I don't know. I can't name of anything that I um, <laughs> know he's in. Boardwalk anyway. Empire. He was in a lot of stuff oh. in like the '90s and 2000s. Yeah. Happy Gilmore. Shooter McGavin. Oh my God, that's yeah. right. Shooter yeah. McGavin. Yeah. I was like, I was thinking too when I saw him. I was like, yeah, I feel like he's always like the villain. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, and I looked at his face, I'm like, yeah, he's the villain. He's <laughs> yeah, going to be a villain he has in this. To be. He's going to be a villain. There's no way he's a good guy. <laughs> uh, so there's no details on his character, but we're going to call it, he's a villain. Yeah. Uh, but Deadline is reporting that he could be a, a bigger role to the MCU overall and spread over into movies and other TV series, not just Secret Invasion. Okay. That makes sense. If he's a villain. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out he's like a hero somehow. <laughs> a hero to villains. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's a hero in their own story. Yeah. That's a good point. Food for thought. <laughs> All right. Some Sony news for the Spider-Man universe, or presumably the Spider-Man universe. Aaron Taylor Johnson, not Joy... This one's not so happy. Yeah. Uh, has been cast to play Craven the Hunter in Sony's Spider-Man spinoff, Craven the Hunter. Okay. Makes sense. <laughs> I wonder how they came up that, that, with that name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they were playing around with Craven. This guy hunts. <laughs> yeah. It didn't pull so well, though. Yeah. In the focus groups. Yeah. They were they were <laughs> they were playing around with an R rating too. Yeah. Craven, hunt for the cunts. Yeah. They, I assume they trashed that pretty they, early on. Yeah. yeah. 
who knows? Maybe it was part of their marketing to like play around with different names and release different ones on accident. Yeah. Like uh, No Way Home did. Yeah, true. They could still use it. We don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, so this film's going to be directed by J.C. Chandor uh, and it's expected to come out January 13th, 2023. All right. So here's my thing. Obviously, we know Aaron Taylor Johnson as... Quicksilver in Avengers Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. He's Wanda's brother. Pietro. Pietro. Yeah. Is this some kind of ploy for the multiverse? Does Sony have some kind of plan with Marvel to do this casting? Or is this like a, fuck you Marvel, we can do what we want. It just feels a little weird that they would cast somebody who's already in the MCU... For a Spider-Man spinoff, when Spider-Man is technically tied to the MCU. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think there's any. I think they're just like we're gonna cast this guy because there's a few people that are in both front, like that are in multiple franchises, and yes, but they're usually MCU franchises. Like the Fox ones, you're not gonna see them carry over, right? Yeah. I mean, look what they did with WandaVision. Right. They, they used Evan Peters for a role in that, which was presumably Quicksilver from the Fox movies, but he mm-hmm. just wasn't, right? Yeah. So they've played with stuff like that, but we've never had exact actors or actors playing different franchises. I'm going to need them to explain to me why they didn't choose Joe Manganiello, though. I'm looking up Craven the Hunter because I'm like, yeah. I don't know who that yeah, is. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? He's like, right there. He's just right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> so obvious. He's just right there. He's just right there. So obvious. How did they not choose him? That's crazy. They could have laughed at him in. Yeah. Whatever. Sorry. I digress. No, it's all good. <laughs> no, there's been a lot of like fan castings for that character. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, it seems like an odd choice. Mm-hmm. But I imagine he can do the role. I mean, we know he's... You know, he's changed his appearance in, in other movies. So, yeah, it just seems like a, a interesting pick. So, I, I wonder if there's more to it regarding the multiverse. Yeah. But I'm probably looking too far into it. He does look wildly different with a beard. Like, it makes more sense if you see that picture. Yes. Yeah. And remember, this movie is, is rumored to have Spider-Man in it. Yeah. So, by that logic, again, it connects to the MCU in that yeah. sense. Yeah. But... Pietro was already gone before Spider-Man. I know, but I'm talking in the sense that... Not that, like, they've seen each other. I'm just talking in the sense of, like... How do you explain that Kraven the Hunter looks like (laughs) the twin of Quicksilver? Yeah. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe he won't look anything like him. Or that, like, the beard makes him, like, a completely different person. Is it, like, Superman with glasses? Yeah, I think it's gonna be. He's gonna have a beard. He's gonna have, like, a goatee situation. His hair won't be blonde. Are we just at the point that... He won't be running fast. (laughs) It can't he's, be him. He's going to like stop every once in a while and just kind of catch, catch his, his breath. breath. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's probably just a... I don't think that there's going to be any tie-ins. Okay. I think it's a coincidence. That's well, my opinion. I fully expect the new Spider-Man film to address Peter Parker getting thrown into the Spider-Verse mm-hmm. and he goes into the... Venom, Morbius, Craven world, mm-hmm. 
or universe, and he's no longer in the MCU universe. Like, I feel like they're going to be separate universes, and he's going to be thrown into that one somehow. Okay. And that's how they're going to explain him being able to have no way home. Okay. And not having to tie the villains of those movies to the MCU. Okay. I can buy that. That's a better way to do it. So, hopefully they're creative enough. Yeah. (laughs) And if not, hire me. Yeah. Duh. All right. Uh, Speaking of hiring, WandaVision, also something we referenced. Mm -hmm. The WandaVision creator, Jack Schaefer, has signed a three-year deal with Disney via... This is via Variety. Uh, Schaefer will produce Marvel projects for Disney Plus and non-Marvel TV shows for 20th for 20th television. Okay. Uh, apparently, he also did some writing work for the script of Black Widow. I see. So this is interesting. This tells me that they have a plan for the Marvel Universe as far as the TV side goes. That this guy is basically going to be the creative lead on. Yeah, it does seem that way. Well, WandaVision was so well received. Who would they be not to? Yeah, but this is presumably all stuff after what's already been announced, though, right? Yeah. It's not going to be She Hulk. It's not going to be. I believe you mean Shulk. Shulk, I'm sorry. It's not going to be Shulk. (laughs) It's not going to be Moon Knight. It's not going to be Miss Marvel, right? These are all things that have writers attached and Mm -hmm. are already in production. Yeah. So anything. That this would be, would be things we've never even heard of yet. Fair enough. Well, they're planning ahead. we got to make that move on. We kind of have to, right? Yeah. (laughs) In the HBO realm, The Last of Us TV series has cast Merle Dandridge as Marlene, the Fireflies Militia Group leader. This seemed like a no-brainer casting after I saw it because she was the voice actor for the character in Mm -hmm. the games. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so makes there you sense. go. Yeah. Looks just like the character, obviously. Problem solved. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So they are adding to that cast. Uh, I got a, another little piece of casting information for anyone. Timothy Chalamet, for anyone who uh, is enjoying his presence in films and whatnot, he's going to play a young Willy Wonka. This is according to Deadline. WB and Roald Dahl Story Co. are putting on uh, or creating Wonka, which is a story to focus on Willy Wonka prior to opening the world-famous Chocolate Factory. And Timothy Chalamet has been cast to play him, which makes sense if you look at pictures side by side of him versus Gene he Wilder. Looks like he, young, looks... he looks like a young Gene Wilder. Absolutely, so. yeah. It's, the, it's a Seems really like good, a no-brainer. It's a great casting, yeah. The guy can act. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah, he's also a little bit quirky. Watch, watch. He's going to be like a prequel version of Johnny Depp's <laughs> character. Yeah. <laughs> Just to yeah. really piss everybody off. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know the, the... I didn't read any of these books. Do they explain where the Oompa Loompas come from in any of the um, I'm literature? Gonna, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't read them either. Okay. <laughs> I'm just curious if they're going to do like a... Origin story for oh, where the Oompa, Oompa Loompas came Oompa Loompas. from. That would be cool. You go a lot of weird places with that one. Yeah. Um, speaking of weird places, though, the CW is going to use the Flash Season 8 to introduce characters of the Arrowverse in five event episodes. 
Um, but they're going to limit it to so their usual crossover BS that they do every year, mm-hmm. which um, they notably have absent this yeah, year. Yeah, they didn't do this, this year. Season. Yeah, so the they're going seasons. to isolate it to one character, or characters will be set to one episode each, rather than all of them crossing over, like the usual mm-hmm. situation. Um, presumably, this might be related to they're filming right now or something like i don't know if that's just trying to keep the plot line simpler or is flash on season seven right now i don't know <laughs> so like this would be the next season right i think so because what i was reading it sounded like they didn't have anybody technically set up yet like any specific characters mm-hmm. the actors were in negotiations to like have those characters in the show mm-hmm. so really i guess it's just going to be based off who they can get where the plot goes. Unless they just make a script where it's plug in a character and it doesn't matter their background or what they do or who they are. I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like Which those would characters are getting lower a little... the quality of the story, but Yeah. I feel like those characters the longer that that show goes on, the quality goes a little bit down. Mm-hmm. So, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a plug and play situation like you yeah. described. Yeah. I saw something it was like somebody's editorial on uh how the Flash has failed with its female characters and like mm-hmm. not giving them enough of a story, and I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, they failed. They haven't killed off Iris yet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is a big failure. Yeah, if anything, they've given her too much of a story, right? But and all the other characters, I too would much agree. of a story that hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah, not it's useful. just the same cycled. Well, what about me? Yes, yeah, everyone's tired of it. apparently not the flash (laughs) apparently not it's because he's never around he's always on saving the world he's like you know what fill in supervillain name (laughs) just take her I'm kind of over this yeah tired of the drama alright that's it for our news yes Uh, we watched a trailer for the new M. Night Shyamalan film Old yes which I've heard about. I never really saw anything up until now. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, it was super creepy. Yes. Um, super creepy. Super <laughs> creepy. I feel like the premise of the movie uh, appears to be that people go to this island and then aging is accelerated. Like they rapidly age, right? Yeah, it's like the opposite of Benjamin Button. <laughs> they should have sent that guy there. <laughs> He could have just kept neutral. He would have never yeah. aged. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Um. So it was very weird. I also couldn't figure out. Like, I just had. A, I have too many questions. Like, mm. what causes this? Yeah, Is it, it's it obviously some kind of like a curse or something anomaly thing. Yeah. Here's my thing. Based off the end of the trailer, mm-hmm. they have this like, oh, there's something going on in the cave or, yeah. or whatever of this. Yeah. You're not supposed they to go in this area. Yeah. I suspect it's gonna be like kind of like a Stephen King kind of thing, where there's like a creature that feeds off of the fucking people. Yeah. Who go to the island, and that's how it like sustains its energy and survives. Yeah. That's my expectation. Yeah, I also um, don't understand how the chick starts out by saying, "Can you believe I found this on the internet or whatever?" Right. Mm-hmm. If everyone that goes to this island was aging up and dying, there would be no reviews <laughs> for anyone to find it. So I was 
questions. Well, you know? okay, it's probably like it was put on the internet by whoever wants you to go there. Yeah. So they were like putting in fake reviews, probably then. I mean, bot reviews. It's a thing in the world. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if villainous potential creatures are doing it. True, true. You know? Okay. Well, um, overall, I was creeped out and I might be convinced to watch it. It definitely has my interest. Yeah. Because I want to know what the fuck's it all, it's all about. Yeah. Of course, you know, he's known for his twist. So yeah. I'm be really like mad if it's going to be like some old guy who's just like. <laughs> Stealing their essence. Old guy behind the like curtain. A, he's like, don't a, look behind the curtain. He's got like a tube and he's just like sucking their like youth out. <laughs> yeah. Somehow. It's just like a vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, get over here, kids. <laughs> Another thing too. So like early in the trailer, the, the mom was like, oh, kids aren't allowed on the island. Next scene. All right, kids, we're going to this island. Like, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I feel like you kind of deserve it now. Yeah. It's probably because the kids make it obvious whenever they suddenly age up, however many years, mm-hmm. versus adults just aging. It's like a gr- yeah, it was a like gradual... a huge jump for the kids. It felt yeah. like so that's probably what it's about. It's probably the younger you are, the faster you age, or something like that. Ooh, so if you're an old person, you might age really fucking slow. Maybe. Okay. But yeah, you're right. It's probably like some old person yeah. just sucking all the youth. And then out. okay, the part that really creeped me out was just, so there was another girl. It seemed. Who was like spontaneously pregnant? Yeah. In one of the scenes. Yeah. Well, what's that about? Yeah. How did she get pregnant? Was she already pregnant when yeah. she came to the island, and now that's, it's just growing the fucking that's speed of thinking. the fucking baby? Yeah, I think that was what happened. But She's she... got some explaining to do. Yeah. I hope her name is Mary. Yeah. Yeah. So the this movie looks pretty crazy. Yes. And it comes out on July 23rd for anybody who's interested. It's too far. Yeah. Too far out. Sorry. Uh, we can try to figure out how to advance time faster. <laughs> Google search. <laughs> Mysterious. <laughs> suspicious island. <laughs> With no reviews. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah. All right. Let's get into what we watched this week. All right, here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to test it. And if it was pretty good, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're DTF. DTF. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't feel right unless I say nice afterwards. (laughs) Whenever you say nice, I I picture you with like a ginger mustache holding a mug. (laughs) Nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, first thing we checked out was Die Heart, which was a Quibi show for anybody who forgot about that. Um, it's now available, or a lot of those Quibi shows are now available via the Roku channel as of May 20th, which is an app available on Amazon Prime or Amazon TV. And we have our on an Amazon or a Samsung Smart TV. And you also could get it if you have a Roku device. But those are for people who don't have a Roku device like us. Wait, so as far as Amazon goes. Yeah, you can so, get a Roku app on an Amazon Fire TV. Oh, so not the app itself. Correct. It's the device. Yes. So if I were to go on my Xbox and get on Amazon Prime, no, would no, I have access no. to Roku No, sorry. The episodes. device. No. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, and it's a short form series starring Kevin Hart, who is playing a fictionalized version of himself where he's trying to break into the action film leading man role instead of being a funny sidekick. Um, obviously we have Kevin Hart playing himself and John Travolta is in this. He plays Ron Wilcox, who is the teacher of this action star, action hero school, I guess is what they call it. And uh, Nathalie Emanuel, you might remember her from Game of Thrones or Fast and the Furious, a couple of those movies. Mm -hmm. Um, She plays Jordan, who's his co-star in this action hero school. And John Reno and Josh Hartnett also make some appearances. We have watched eight of the ten episodes. They're about eight to ten minutes each. And I'm sure we'll finish it, but... Yeah, there's like, yeah. what, 20 minutes left? Yeah, Why not? yeah, exactly. Nah, it's not worth my time. Um, <laughs> Get to, like, the last two <laughs> minutes of the last episode. You yeah. know what? I'm done. Yeah, I'm over this. Well, I mean, how, how do you feel about this? I enjoy it enough that I will keep watching, obviously. We have 20 minutes left. It feels like it's, like, a one-off thing. I don't know if they could possibly go somewhere else with this. I don't know how Yeah. I mean, aside from the legalities of whether these shows would continue on under right. ownership anyways. It's kind of an interesting premise. Because I almost wonder if this is like irony in itself of maybe Kevin Hart is using this as a way of trying to be the lead yeah. in movies. Yeah. But going it, forward. It's Look at, we do have him in Borderlands 3 now, yes. right? Obviously it's like a group of people. But True. like he's technically in that, you know? Yes. He references, like, I think the first episode, you know, he's he's tired of being basically Dwayne Johnson's, like, sidekick. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, of course, he does it in, like, a fun, humorous way. But, like, yeah. I have to wonder if like, there's some truth it to this. It seems like it might be a little meta. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, either way, he's making fun of himself, but at the same time planting it in people's heads. So if he does want to be the leading action star, then it works. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what's kind of fun about it is you don't really know how much of it is serious, but it's all it's all mm. very funny. The concept of this show, the way that they're doing it, is ridiculous. Um, it's a little over the top in some cases. I'm very interested to see how the last two episodes play out because there's a few things that I'm like, the fuck, how? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This whole like a like a M night. Yeah. concept in itself with like yeah. twists like every yeah. episode multiple twists there's like oh interesting Wait a minute. so it, it seems yeah. to be like changing a little bit more like what's actually going on mm-hmm. so i'm curious if it's just going to be completely flipped by the last episode yeah and then i think each episode is named after an action movie yeah it yeah. seemed that way yeah uh, i'm having fun with it yeah i would say for me it's a slice it it's yeah. a good time i agree it's a slice it for me as well also, as a side note for anybody who wants to check out the Roku channel, super easy. You just get on the app. You don't even have to sign up for anything. It's fucking great. You just log in and search for what you want to watch. Mm-hmm. So my experience with that, with that was a dissect it as well. <laughs> oh, hell, we, we're waiting just <laughs> The service, I don't know yet, now, huh? but just, you know, it was it was a good... Ex- I didn't have to do any kind of weird hoops, so it was yeah, nice. Yeah, you didn't have to do like a... I can't think of a hoop shot, but... yeah. <laughs> A slam dunk? Yeah. Is that, is that no. one? I don't know. Yeah, sure. An alley-oop? <laughs> is that a legal shot name? A legal one? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Has anyone ever been arrested for <laughs> shooting, 
shooting I meant the with ball the rules particularly of the game, different than whatever. they are expected mo- to. Moving on. Um, could you do a grinding <laughs> shot in an NBA game? Do you I think that's a thing that you could legally do? I don't or do you think there's so. like a rule in their book? No granny shots allowed. There's probably a rule that says you have to do it overhanded or something yeah. dumb. Yeah. Kind of like the NHL. You can't hit the puck above the crossbar mm-hmm. height downward into the net. Yeah. Okay. Didn't they do that in the Mighty Ducks show? No, they did that oh. thing where they picked the puck up oh, on a stick and then flip it around. Okay, okay. And yeah, it's... I think that's questionable whether that's allowed, though. Yeah. But it's fine. Okay. Anyway. Um, okay. So. I had a lot of problems with the end, the last episode of that fucking show, but yeah. it was still fun overall. Yeah. Uh, okay. We also checked out Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Season 3. This came to Netflix May 21st, and it's the third installment in the animated sci-fi adventure series based on the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise. Um, we basically just see the kids working on getting off an island again. We get more villains, more dinosaurs, and some new tie-ins with the Jurassic World franchise are established. Um, we watched all ten of the ten episodes. Mm-hmm. I would say this is probably the weakest of the three seasons for me so far. Yeah. It felt like a little bit of it was just rehash from season one. Yeah, and I felt like there were too many points in this show where it was like, okay, they're going to leave the island. And then, oh, no, there's a whole thing where they have to start over again. Yeah. I... <laughs> well, a lot of backtracking. Yeah. I feel, for one reason or another. And I know there's this, I get that it's like for a younger audience, but like, it bothers <laughs> me that the, it seems now everything is so close together and distance that like, they could just go across the island to go grab this really quickly. And it's, like, yeah. not as hard of travels to get through the island and navigate like it was in the first season or two. Now yeah. it's like, oh, don't mind us. We're just going to walk through all these dinosaurs. No big deal. Yeah, and also there were just some revelations in this episode that were like, are you fucking kidding me? You just now are saying this? Like, there was... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> there's just some logical things that I consider a plot hole. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. Overall, it was fun. I do like how they tie into the overall timeline of, of the yes. movies in, in a way. Yeah. Um, my biggest complaint, I would say, is uh, the main villainous dinosaur of this season <laughs> looks really fucking Absolutely dumb. Absolutely terrible. It looks really bad. What did we decide it looked like? A gopher, maybe? Uh, I mean, I'm thinking that right now. Oh, no, there was a, a thing. I feel like it looked like a really poorly done sock puppet or something. Like, it just... <laughs> just the, It just... Ugh. It was just a giant sock. Yeah. Like a s- spiky yeah. sock. <laughs> we had some fun cameos from, like, dinosaurs and stuff that mm-hmm. you, you know, want to see recognize. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, it was fun enough. Yes. Uh, I would say it's... It was, a, it was a test it for me. Yeah. I am going to agree with you. I think a test it is a good evaluation of this season. Overall, it was not anywhere near the other two. Yeah. But I, I'm going to keep watching. I mean, I mean, I don't know. They kind of left it off. I go, oh, there's a season four. But like... Yeah. I imagine that would probably be the last. I can't imagine how they can keep going on, right? It's That's, that's the one thing that's kind of like 
the dumb cock tease of this show is it's like every season it's oh we're gonna get off this island oh yeah. no we're not i feel like <laughs> the way they left it off it could tie in with the next movie that we haven't seen yet that would be actually really fun yeah if they released the show with things that tie into the movie before the movie comes out yeah. so then when you see Little the movie yes. you get that tie-in yeah. versus seeing versus the, the show afterwards yeah that yeah. would be a lot of fun actually. i think that's the 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 only way that a sequ- another season would really make sense if they do the same shit where it's like oh to escape an island again like <laughs> i don't know if i care yeah <laughs> although what's funny too is like based off the ending of fallen kingdom we basically have like planet of the dinosaurs yeah like implied right yes so <laughs> imagine these kids that finally get off this island <laughs> and then they're like for fuck's sakes <laughs> what gotta turn it's, back around it's everywhere now <laughs> yeah at least we know where we stood yeah in the terrain of where we were yeah let's get, let's head back yeah exactly Alright, yeah, it's fun. I it's not as it's not the best watch. season, but it was fine. It was yeah. a test it for yeah. me. Yeah, agreed. Okay. And finally we checked out A Quiet Place 2 in theaters, May twenty eighth of this year. And it will be on Paramount Plus after forty five days, which is July twelfth for anybody who doesn't want to go to theater or is not available yet. If you're interested in this movie, that's when you can see it. It is a horror thriller sequel to A Quiet Place, and it follows a family that is forced to navigate a post-alien invasion world where they must be silent at risk of aliens hearing them. This is an oversimplification of events, but it gets the point across. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this one is again written, produced, and directed by John Krasinski. Emily Blunt returns to star as Evelyn Abbott. John Krasinski is in it again as well. All the same cast, basically, as the the previous, the first movie, with one new addition. A fun thing that I learned, though, is Millicent Simmons, who plays Regan, the, their deaf daughter. Yeah. She actually is deaf in real life. And, oh, yeah. Well, it, that, no, was, I, that was I, a big narrative of the first movie. Yeah, that part, I already knew. But this part, <laughs> I'm about oh. to say. Yeah. <laughs> that was you not the You pulled it in my twist on Sorry, me. not that part. The, the cool, the interesting part... I read something where she said she felt a sense of pressure being in a position to represent the deaf and hard of hearing. So she worked with an ASL coach, an American Sign Language coach, to ensure her signing and articulation were clean. Which... It's like she didn't have, like, casual slang version of that she uses. Which is crazy to me, because I'm like, we don't work with... Like, you don't work with a language... Most people don't work with a language coach when they're going to be in a movie. That's not necessarily true. Oh, okay. Especially if they're doing an accent. Well, yeah. They'll emphasize. You would work on your diction or you would work on learning your accent. But I just think it's very interesting and cool that she was, that she did that. Yeah. Yeah. It it shows she takes it seriously. Yeah, definitely. Um, And a new addition to this sequel actually is Cillian Murphy. He plays Emmett, who's an old friend of Lee's. Mm -hmm. So he's a fairly big part in this. I kind of want to go back to the first movie. And see the age range that the kids looked like. Because I can't yeah. tell off my memory if they look a lot older in this movie. They would have to be, right? Cause yeah. I feel like they look a lot older. But the movie directly after. Yeah. The first movie. 
Because it takes place like immediately after the first movie. Yes. So there's no right. time shift in yeah. this. I mean, there's only so much you can do to, you can't stop people from aging, so. <laughs> I know. I just yeah. was, I'm just, I'm curious if it's visually noticeable or, because I don't know if I could really tell. I feel like the daughter, I wasn't as... She felt taller. She was taller, but her face structure and everything seemed fairly, fairly similar. The the son, I could tell a huge difference in. But that's how it is with adolescent boys. They grow like fucking weeds. Mm. One day they're a boy. And then you throw them away. Yeah. <laughs> you tear them out. Yeah. And you throw them away. Yeah. That's how it works. And they just keep coming back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so overall, the... I mean... It's hard to talk too much about the plot of this without getting into spoilers, but they're just navigating different Mm -hmm. situations where they're having to not make a bunch of noise. And, of course, they have lots of conditions that make it so they're making tons of noise. Um. (laughs) This movie did a really good job of exploring the environment uh, in a way that you are out of control. You know, the first movie was really structured around them... In an environment that they made yeah. and designed to avoid these creatures. Yes. This movie is, okay, we're stripping that away from you. Yeah. Now you have to learn and adapt to this fucking environment now without control mm-hmm. of, of what's around you. Yeah, exactly. And I loved how they did that in this film. Mm-hmm. They, you know, there's moments where the family is put in these intense situations where they you know there's going to be screaming naturally yes yeah and that's not going to help not at, <laughs> at all. all but yeah. you know it, it it's interesting to see how they play those scenes out and how they find a way to get through it mm-hmm. despite the immediate danger yes exactly <laughs> yeah i feel like um did we see more of the aliens this one yes it i mean yeah. that was kind of a because the last movie was like more in the dark i feel like was most of the movie at night um yeah i guess it felt like that was a a tactic of the first movie was kind of leading up to what these things look like yeah this one was just straight up here's what they fucking it was a side effect of their environment they were i mean naturally the they already revealed what they look like right so at this point there's no reason to like redo that formula it's like we know what they look like yes you're not surprising us yeah um, so that was kind of an interesting point with this one is how were they going to evolve this film from being a repeat of what they've already done? Exactly. Um, to an extent, they did a great job of doing that. To that point, there was actually a lot of things talking about how John Krasinski wasn't going to return for this one until they decided to rework the plot so that Reagan, the daughter, was more of the focus. She kind of took more of a lead role and they kind of reworked the story around her rather than doing the same thing again. Mm-hmm. So that's, I'm glad they did that because it turned out really well. Yeah, I loved that they, they kind of shifted her to, I wouldn't even, I mean, she was the lead, I would say, but I yeah. feel like they did give everybody adequate time yeah. and and spotlight to kind of address their backstories or, or their... Not so much. I guess more like uh, give them that character development that they need. You know, yeah, and something then, that they need to overcome. Yeah, you know, the the son has basically an inability to exist in the world. He's yeah. just, <laughs> yeah, he's 
always stressed and mm-hmm. and they they really set that up in the beginning with flashbacks to before this whole situation happened and you can see that he's got anxiety mm-hmm. about a situation that's not an alien invasion so you can imagine how unhappy he's going to be in an alien invasion <laughs> world <laughs> he's like oh come on like, you gotta be fucking kidding me yeah one thing i do wish that they did better with this film and obviously i know it's not the point of the film but I guess I wanted to see more backstory origin of why we're in this world. Yes. They kind of touch upon it to an extent, but it's more just like the arrival rather Mm -hmm. than the reason of the arrival. Yes. Are these aliens just drones being sent to terraform or like, I I feel like I wanted more explanation of their motives rather Mm -hmm. than just wildly going around and killing things and speaking of like that like it doesn't feel like these creatures are there to kill for food no like they're just straight slashing people and and murking people yeah (laughs) yeah exactly and then just moving on to the next person like they have no incentive to like it's not like uh i'm doing this out of necessity to survive like you would find in the wild it's just you made noise, you're dead to me. Yes. And to everybody and to else. Because else. I killed you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. I, but I, they I, are very much organic yes. of nature. So it, it feels yeah. like, like they presumably do eat. Mm-hmm. But how do they find the food later if they can't hear them because they're dead? Um, I Presumably they could smell them, but maybe not. Hmm. Presumably. Yeah. Yeah, I also found myself wanting to know more backstory on the aliens, but mm. obviously that's not what this story is about. I want to say there's a spin-off movie that supposedly was announced a while back. Really? I, I mean, I might have made that up, but okay. <laughs> I think that's a thing. Different cast and all that stuff. I, I think there was a movie that was, was in the works. I'll look into it for next episode. Yeah, but please do. Um, I really did enjoy this film. Like, this to me, is going to be the one that brings people back to theaters. Like, this seems like the staple movie that's going to get an audience in in seats. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you noticed, they didn't even have trailers for this film. No. They had a quick message. Yeah. Saying, hey, enjoy the movie. Yeah. Uh, Welcome back. Thanks for coming to see the movie How We Meant It To Be or something like that. Yeah. Um, ironically, this was the movie that we were talking about earlier where yeah. there was no, it didn't play for 10 yeah. minutes and then it jumped into the movie and yeah. I had to get them to reverse it. Yeah. And man, we could have used some of those creatures in this movie in the audience. For real. Uh, you know, there's a couple kids there that should not have been at this movie. Oh my God. Definitely below 13. Forgot how annoyed I was. Definitely needed to shut the fuck up. No, these kids were under 10. They were you, absolutely you not think the right age. being in a movie where like you see people getting killed because they like cough yeah <laughs> it's what would would, would shut make you the, shut the shut fuck you up. the fuck up it didn't work no Mm-mm. these these kids clearly didn't believe it was real Bummer. who knows maybe that's the origin of these things is somebody was like you know what i'm tired of kids fucking talking in movies yeah. i'm gonna make an entire <laughs> worldwide army of bio mutants yeah that just kill that people just that kill people noise. that make noise okay maybe I guess we'll have to see. <laughs> yeah. This film did feel a lot like The Last of Us to me. The environment was very much focused around groups of people mm-hmm. 
who have adapted to live in this world full of creatures where they can't make noise and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there is one specific group that really just like feel like it was a straight out of The Last of Us. Yeah. And that's not like a knock like they have no creativity. It was just like it made me feel like this is a great Last of Us movie. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But once again, the the tension, the way it was built in this film mm-hmm. was perfect. They always kept you on guard. You, you know, when you least expected something to happen, mm-hmm. it fucking happened. Yeah. When you expected something to happen, it didn't happen. Yeah. It just, and then when you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Boom, like, it yeah, happened. Guess what, bitch? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Slappity slap, slap, slap. <laughs> It was uh, definitely a lot of tension and nervousness throughout this movie for me. (laughs) And that's what I loved about this is like you just constantly care and are concerned for these characters, Mm -hmm. whether you know who the fuck they are or not. The new character Emmett, I felt like was kind of directed to be like the audience character. You Mm -hmm. know, he's being thrown into this family situation Mm -hmm. where he doesn't understand how to go about interacting with them. Yeah. But he's kind of like learning with, you know, or we're learning with him as it, as it goes on. Yeah. I love this movie. I really did. I want this franchise to like expand. Yeah. Give me a whole universe of this, these things, you know, whether it be different areas, different people, Mm-hmm. An origin movie, maybe. Yeah. I know sometimes less is more, but... Yeah. But the concept is so fucking cool. Like, yes. I want to know more about it, for sure. They could definitely expand this mm-hmm. this backstory and all that. Definitely. I agree. Um, I think it's pretty obvious this is a dissected from me, yeah. also. Dissected from me. Yep. We're DTF. We are DTF. For has... noise-crazed monsters. <laughs> it has been a while since we were DTF, right? I feel like we've had a lot of slices lately. On this show. Perhaps. Yeah. (laughs) All right. That's it for what we watched. Thanks everyone for listening. Definitely don't forget to go follow us on Twitter at DTF pod. Check out our Facebook dissecting this fiction podcast or our website DTFcast.com. You can also send us an email directly to DTFpod at gmail.com. And please, if you have a spare half a second, please go to Apple podcasts or iTunes and leave us a review Uh, or star rating, whatever kind of feedback you can provide would be extremely helpful and get us, uh, make people notice us, which is what we need. Um, And stick around for the gaming section of our podcast coming up right now. All right. Welcome back to Dissecting This Fiction in our gaming section. Yep. We have a bunch of new releases for the new month of June as far as Games with Gold and PlayStation Plus, starting with Xbox Injustice Gods Among Us is coming out June 16th to the 30th. That is the DC fighting game by the Mortal Kombat creators. Mm -hmm. And it is based on a really cool storyline that was turned into a comic and now apparently is going to be getting a animated film announced last week. Nice. Uh, Probably why it's on here to help promote that. Yeah. Uh, The King's Bird is coming out June 1st to the 30th. Shadows Awakening comes out June 16th to July 15th. And Neo Geo Battle Coliseum comes out June 1st to June 15th. I believe that's like Puzzle Bobble, right? I was going to say, Neo Geo, isn't that like Bubble Bobble? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
They have like multiple names. Yeah. I love those games. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like we were going to talk shit, but we weren't. No, I... I... <laughs> It really confused me as a kid because, like, I'd be like, oh, it's this game. Like, wait, that's not the same name. Yeah. But, like, it's it always the had the dinosaurs. It's like, pop three colors. Yeah. 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 There we are. All right. Uh, also, not games with gold, but on Xbox, Ghosts and Goblins Resurrected is coming June 1st, which is, I think, came out on Switch. It was a remake. Okay. Over on PlayStation, Evergate is a puzzle platformer game coming out June 4th. It looked a lot like... Um, Ori, that franchise on Xbox, but okay. it looks like a PlayStation uh, style. Okay. Uh, the art was very similar. Moving into PlayStation Plus, June 1st through August 2nd, all games are coming out uh, for this time period. Operation Tango, I'm not sure what that game is, but you can find out on June 1st. Uh, Virtua Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown is coming out. Okay. That's like your thing, right? Aren't you into Virtua Fighter games? No. What was the franchise you're all about? Uh, but also never seen the play. I... It was a fighting game that you you claimed to be really good at. Tekken? Tekken, that's what it was. I also didn't say I was good at it. I just liked oh, it. That's what I'm I'm really good people. at button mashing. Okay. <laughs> also, Star Wars Squadrons is coming out on PlayStation Plus. Nice. That's the flight simulator. Did you just buy that? Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> And I hadn't played it. So God I saw this and I was like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> they probably put like, it I on feel... here just to spite me. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I you feel like... You haven't I... played it yet, huh? You're too good to play our game? Sony and Microsoft are like going through your purchase history and be like, yeah. well, we gotta put that on Game Pass yeah. now. <laughs> he hasn't played it yet. Put, put it on that, Game Pass. Put that one on... Put that on Plus. Put that one on Plus. Yeah. <laughs> Story of your life. Yep. But uh, also, if you have PlayStation VR, Star Wars Squadron's has a VR mode, so okay. definitely download that game. Hence why I bought it. <laughs> so I have a list of games to never play. Yeah. All right, coming on the Switch, DC Superhero Girls Teen Power. What? No clue, but I feel like the title is very much saying that it's not your demographic. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like it's not for me. <laughs> June 4th, that comes out. Uh, multi-platform... The Persistence is coming out on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series S, and X. Uh, that was actually a VR game that we played at yes. uh, one of the PlayStation uh, events. Basically, it's a, a ship full of zombies, and you have to like, work your way through until you get to the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, finding, I forgot about that game. Find, yeah, it's, it was fun. But apparently, I'm assuming it's going to have no VR support then, because it's uh, coming out on Xbox as well. Hmm, okay. Uh, also, Watch Dogs Legion of the Dead DLC is coming out. It's an update on June 1st where they're adding zombies what? to the game. <laughs> okay. So, basic senses is if you want to get more people to buy your game, add zombie stuff at some point. Yeah, seems that way. Which makes sense, right? Ubisoft made the zombie U game. Mm-hmm. And then now they got this. So they probably were like, eh, we'll incorporate a lot of that shit in there. Yeah. I would imagine. All right. Moving into some of our scheduled stuff. Uh, Kosh Primetime Gaming Stream was announced for June 11th at 12 p.m. Pacific. This is the parent company to Time Splitters, Dead Island, and Saints Row. Okay. You know, we had found out they were 
revealing Time Splitters is coming back, right? So we'll probably get a little bit more info at this event. Mm-hmm. And this is all a part of a pre-E3 showcase thing. Uh, and speaking of E3, Microsoft in Bethesda's conference is officially coming out June 13th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Okay. So we will be able to find out what they have in stock for us. Yeah. Crystal Dynamic is opening a Southwest studio apparently now. Hmm. Uh, the new studio will be a major part of all current and future Crystal Dynamic titles. Which is surprising because they kind of had struggles financially mm-hmm. with Avengers. Yeah. I think they did really well overall, but Avengers really dropped the potential mm-hmm. profits for the last year. Yeah. So I guess they're confident in being able to rebuild. I guess so. I mean, so they have what? Tomb Raider and Avengers so far, right? Yeah. I don't really know what else they have, but apparently something. They have another studio. Yeah, they may have a new project they're going to work on. All right, uh, another studio is being formed by a small group of former developers at People Can Fly. They are going to work on a first-person shooter title under the new studio name Grubby Entertainment. Okay, that's interesting. As soon as I saw Grubby, I was thinking of the yellow caterpillar guy from uh, Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah, I was like the That was his name, one? right? Grub- Grubby? I no, that was his so. name, right? I think so, yeah. I had those things, those the animatronic tape players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then my parents gave them to some relatives, and they just fucking sold them. That's bullshit. Yeah. Would have been cool to have for my kids. Yeah, I pro- they probably would be like falling apart. At Not this that point. they would be like, yeah, I know, but. <laughs> I like most. Okay, it was really for me. Okay. Yeah, it was for you to say that you had your kids. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like most uh, kids don't want gifts that used to belong to their parents. <laughs> Whatever. In general. <laughs> well, my kids are going to hate me then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our bigger topic is the Horizon Forbidden West State of Play uh, event that they had this week. Yeah. So it was like what, about 20 minutes long. They had 14 minutes of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Some cinematic uh, of the game. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on this? We watched the whole thing, obviously. Um, I thought it looked really good, and it also reminded me that I need to go fucking play the first game. <laughs> it kind of inspired me to want to go back to it. Yeah. And that's me, like, after hating the game for the crushed, whatever difficulty that yeah. I'm stuck on yeah. and can't beat the DLC. You were DLC. trying to do, like, DLC, yeah. Yeah, I and that. I was on too hard of a difficulty, and I can't change it so i'm like basically stuck there yeah part of me thinks that that game looks too hard for me i'm worried it's gonna be too hard but i do want to play it so i gotta go check it out especially now we have the ps4 in the living room so mm-hmm. i mean you play on the ps5 as well yeah i could and then you could probably have better like loadings and all that shit right yeah probably i'm just mean like if you're for Perform- performance you're, boost or whatever if you're busy playing warzone or something mm-hmm. then obviously gotcha. it can't be on the ps5 gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> um but yeah i think the the graphics looked really good i saw people some some people complained that her face was changed or something yeah i'm not quite understanding the situation with that so i i'm taking they changed the face model actor i don't think they did because Honestly, I couldn't see a difference. Um, I could she see... She looked the same to me. Yeah. 
there was some slight differences in the jawline, but like you mentioned when we were watching it, she, presumably she would have aged at some point. Yeah, we don't know exactly yeah. how far out this takes place from the first game. Yeah. For all we know, this is like years later, so yeah. you could just argue, yeah. well, she just has aged, so she's yeah. slightly different. Looking. So I feel like the complaints were there's too much detail in her face, there's too many lines, there's too many dot, like markings on her face, but like... It's just extra I mean, realistic, and if, if, if she's living arguing, mostly outdoors, she's going to have more freckles. She's yeah. going to have lines in her face. She's going to age. Keep in mind, they don't have sunscreen in this world. Yeah. It's a thousand years after humanity. Yeah, exactly. So, so I didn't have a problem with it. It was definitely very detailed looking. So if mm-hmm. people were like, I don't want my game to look realistic, then I could see why they would complain. I, I was going to say, like, well, I mean, maybe stop playing next-gen games that yeah. you upset by how realistic things are looking. Exactly, because that seems to be the way it's going. Um, yeah, the graphics are gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I think this was really there to showcase the, you know, they had the, the fauna, forest areas, they had mm-hmm. an underwater area they yeah. kind of showcased. And they showed her climbing using her, like, whatever tool, and mm-hmm. then, like, a like a digital parachute or something weird. Very... <laughs> Breath of the Wild-ish yeah. in some aspects. It felt like they kind of pulled right out of that game, mm-hmm. which isn't a bad thing. It's I just... didn't see a stamina wheel, though, because that would piss me off. So, because it's like, <laughs> that was like the main... I don't think that was a thing in this game, yeah. Yeah, ever. so as long as they don't have that shit, I'm okay with this it. This game had a lot of, like, you could pretty much climb most things, but yeah. it, it was limited compared to Breath of the Wild. Okay. Yeah, and they had some, like, new mechanics as far as combat it looked like there's like a new thing that you could kind of stun the ground around you to escape a mm-hmm. an enemy if you need to yeah you could like blind them temporarily the, all of the robot enemies are a lot more uh detailed and more animal looking i guess you would say like yeah. the, you know, the the raptors of the first game are much more expanded on or yeah. like how they look they yeah. look like kind of like raptors with feathers now yeah they straight up have claws like raptors they mm-hmm. They move more organically. Yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely got me hyped for another Horizon game. Yeah, definitely. I'll have to uh, make sure I play the first one before that comes out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could play on an easy difficulty, too. Yeah. Like I said, I want to go, go jump back into it. So I'll probably start completely over on normal, and then I'll be able to get the DLC finally done. Yeah. Makes sense. But one thing I will like will say is like, and not necessarily it's a negative, but it is something I kind of notice, and I hope that this is just a small slice of the game. It does feel a little bit more like The Last of Us Part Two, where it's more linear uh, pathways. It feels like in mm-hmm. like the navigation, and there's a lot more stealth kind of moments that felt like Last of Us with a Horizon skin. Yeah. I hope that they don't steer away from the bigger open world aspect that Horizon Zero Dawn had. Because I would be very disappointed if that's not really present. Yeah. I suspect that they were limiting what they were doing on the demonstration just because they were trying to rescue the guy or whatever. And you could probably do... It's probably more open world than they Mm -hmm. indicated. Yeah, they kind of made it seem like this was just a mission. But I hope that this is not just... The game overall. I hope there yeah. is a, a more open world aspect still because it does feel like Sony's first party games are kind of shifting all to like the same formula, different backdrop, and mm-hmm. I don't want to see that 
happening with this game. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're getting new creatures, new new weapons, new attacks. Everything about it looked fun. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I'll, I'll definitely be jumping back in the first one before this comes out. We didn't get a release date. No. Um, but I believe this was supposedly a 2021 release. If it, I don't think it's changed. They didn't say otherwise. And um, they're doubling down on the PS4, PS5. So I know this was PS5, but... I'm curious what the difference will be with the PS4. If it'll be like a lot less environmental detail, detail, or what will what will the difference be? Because I just feel like a million. I times find longer. it hard to believe a PS4 can handle this kind of design. Yeah, I feel like it'll have it'll have to be less like a lower resolution or something like that. Less enemies, something like that. Less, uh, yeah, fauna. All right. Well, looking forward to it. Yes. Uh, apparently, Borderlands 3 is getting a cross-play support, but it seems Sony might not be allowing access on PlayStation. Yeah, I heard about this. Uh, it was said that the publisher said that they had to take away the PlayStation for certification. So, like, 2K? But that would be that would be 2K. But here's the thing. It doesn't make sense that 2K would not want to have support for one console over the other unless it's, like, an issue of money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, we know that Sony does charge Epic Games for Fortnite to have cross-play mm-hmm. on, their, on their platform. Yeah. So I imagine this is probably a scenario where it's like that, where 2K was going to be charged to have cross-play available on PlayStation, and they're like, nah. Nah. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Because, I mean, we see it with other games, right? You know, I just yeah. mentioned Fortnite. We Warzone does it, but I assume Activision pays for that because, I mean, they're making a shit ton of money off that game. So, it's interesting. It doesn't look good for Sony if that's who's blocking this crossplay over money. Yeah. But they've always been kind of strict with what they will allow to protect their overall brand. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Some more positive news, news with Sony. Uncharted 4 is apparently headed to PC. Uh, an Investor Day presentation was released ahead of time, and the title was listed under More PC Releases Planned, right there with Days Gone, that released earlier this this month. Yeah. All right. According to VGC, uh, they are reporting that a new model of PS5 may be coming out with a better wireless connectivity. The current one has a, a 5.0 to 3.5 dBi peak where the new one would have a 6.0 and 4.5 dbi Uh, basically the new model was found registered with a similar code to the ps5 and it's tied to a new wireless communication module that is replacing the current wireless communication module okay so it's kind of like a bread trail it seems yeah they're changing this basically router Mm -hmm. device or modem device and now we're seeing a code similar to a PS5 being registered. Yeah. With this module connected to it. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. This might be the thing I was talking about earlier where it was like a PS5 that might be getting released, but it's not going to be completely different. Or right. Any kind of upgrades. It's just a different version of it. Yeah. I guess in this sense, you'd have a better wireless connection. Yes. Um, also in the new console rumors, a new Nintendo Switch is reportedly in the works as well. Bloomberg reports that the potential new version would likely be more expensive than the standard Switch at $299. It would be labeled a Switch Pro with 4K capabilities while docked, replacing the current model 
at some point and releasing as soon as September. Wow. So they would have a Switch Lite and a Switch Pro. It just seems but, weird that you wouldn't have a middle one. Yeah. That's, that is weird. Would they just keep selling the middle one that they already have? I mean, they would sell whatever stock they have, yeah. obviously. It's Maybe they'll Black Friday that stuff. Yeah. To get it sold. Yeah. And then bring in the Switch Pro. Maybe. I don't know, though. 300 is kind of a lot of money already for a Switch. I can't imagine people would be willing to pay more just for 4K docked. Especially when the whole entity of the Switch is meant for portability. Yeah. It just seems like, I feel like you're taking away the entire uniqueness of yeah, your product who, by doing that. They're trying to maintain relevancy in this next-gen console war. But, like, nobody's buying a Switch for insane graphics. And that's what the thing is. Like, Nintendo has never really been, you know, they call them the console wars. But, like, yeah. it's really just Microsoft and Sony. Yeah. N- Nintendo's always done their own thing. They're yeah. not really a competitor with those. They're a different market. Yeah. They're obviously a younger age group or the adults who have that nostalgia. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't seem like it. I'm not shocked if this happens because Nintendo always puts out different versions of their handhelds. That's why the 3DS lasted so fucking long. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for our news. I finally did finish Resident Evil 8. Okay. Let's hear it. The eighth Resident Evil. Yeah. <laughs> Village, if you will. Yeah. Uh, this came out May 7th. And it came out to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Yeah. Both last gen and current gen. It's a first-person survival horror game published and created by Capcom. I played the entire game. I've played Mercenaries, which is their side little mini game that you can play after you beat the game. Mm -hmm. It's basically time-based score. Okay. Get the highest score and you unlock more levels and you play those. Gotcha. So obviously I've been very vocal about Resident Evil not being what it was. And I don't like the direction they've taken the franchise mm-hmm. uh, I am sticking to that mindset as far as what they did with Resident Evil 8 story wise I think that they basically used Resident Evil in title alone nothing about this story really resembles anything that needed to be Resident Evil Yeah, there's a very throwaway line basically that connects everything to the rest of the stories okay it, it's really its own thing. I would say, um, as far as the game being what it is, it's fun. It's enjoyable. When talking about this game as a Resident Evil title, mm-hmm. I do feel like it felt very similar to Resident Evil 6, which was probably one of the most hated Resident Evil games of the franchise. Okay. Where it felt like disjointed in areas. It's like this game didn't know whether it wanted to be a first-person shooter. It didn't know whether it wanted to be an escape room kind of Silent Hill-filling paranormal area. And then other areas it felt like it was Resident Evil 4. Okay. So it just felt very disjointed. You know, Resident Evil 6 did that exact thing where they had different characters for different missions. And then each one felt like a different style of Resident Evil or a different game mechanic altogether. This felt very similar to that. All while keeping the skin of Resident Evil 4. 
mm-hmm. is basically what this was. It, it felt a lot like a Resident Evil 4 remake with a worse story. Oh, that's unfortunate. I would say the story is the weakest part of this game for me. And okay. that's like Resident Evil aside. It just the story was kind of dumb. Was it okay? So it was a story that you weren't interested in, or was it just a bad story? It was just a bad story. Okay, it just <laughs> it was very like, oh, we're here to go save this person, and then there's like reveals, you know, there's twists and all this stuff that they they have later on. But like, they're all things you're like, yeah, okay, I kind of expected that. Yeah. Nothing that really, like, oh shit moments or anything like that. And the biggest marketing to this game was Lady Dimitrescu, right? Yeah. And her big old boobies just, yeah. full, you yeah. know, bringing in the, the simps, right? Yeah. Is that what they call them? The simps? Yeah. She was probably, the, like, the, the shortest portion of this game. It was probably within the first hour you're done with that whole area that oh. even has to do with her. They really marketed <laughs> a character that was not even the main point of this game. Yeah. So I guess props to you, Capcom, for that. But yeah. it was kind of surprising that that was all that character had. Yeah. But I will also say, despite being disappointed by the story, despite it not feeling like a Resident Evil game overall, I did have fun with it, like, to an extent. And so that's where I'm torn with this game, because it is fun in all of the different aspects that it had. You know, I said it felt disjointed in areas, but... Each area I did enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wish they had made those games separately, like, its own thing. Um, so I read a couple of different reviews on this because I didn't play it because it's not my thing. Uh-huh. But I read a couple of reviews so that I could try to discuss very slightly with you. Yeah. So I did... One person said that they felt like the different sections being so wildly different made it feel like a horror anthology. Did you feel that way at all? Or are they not connected enough? I could, I could say anthology would make sense. It, okay. Without trying to give out too much away. Basically, it's structured like your typical video game. Mm-hmm. This boss has this area over here. Mm-hmm. This boss has this area over here. This yeah. boss has one over here. Right. Lady Jimmy Trotsky was the first boss in this right. area over here. Okay. The other ones basically had their own style of game. Okay. The escape room one, like I was talking about, is probably... The one that stands out the most differently than the rest of them. Gotcha. I mean, Resident Evil 7 was basically an anthology kind of thing as well. Because it was basically, let's make serial killer-esque characters be the different bosses that you have to deal with. Right. And this, it's more monsters than Mm -hmm. people. Yeah. And then, so something else I wanted to get your opinion on is a lot of, by and large, most of the reviews that are positive say... This is like Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil 4 put together. Yeah, and I would kind of refer to Resident Evil 4, I felt like Resident Evil 4, right? Yeah. It, in my mind, this is a Resident Evil 4 remake. Okay. Because everything about the environment is the village from Resident Evil 4, mm-hmm. the castles from Resident Evil 4. The, there's literally a boss that resembles a boss in Resident Evil 4. Mm-hmm. Like, very... Very closely. Gotcha. And I'm not saying what that is because I don't want to spoil it for people. But you will know when you play it what boss I am talking about. And it's... In that sense, it feels lazy. Yeah. But here's where I think they're going with this. There's also rumors of a Resident Evil 4 remake in the works. Hmm. 
What's the easiest and cheapest way <laughs> to have a Resident Evil 4 remake? Oh, I don't know. Make a Resident Evil 8 that has all the same fucking crap you would have in Resident Evil 4. Yeah. And then you can and plug and play it. and yeah. repackage it yeah. into a Resident Evil 4 game. Yeah. That's how you save money on, on having to build assets. That's true. So I fully expect a Resident Evil 4 remake to come out. Yeah. Um, so I am torn with this game because, I mean, obviously Resident Evil 4 is a fun game, but also it does not feel like Resident Evil. But that said, this, I feel, took the best parts of Resident Evil 4 mm-hmm. and did repurpose them in kind of like, I would agree, it feels like Resident Evil 7 meets Resident Evil 4 in the, the sense of mechanics, you know, first person of 7 meets the gameplay of four. Okay. You have the briefcase come back that you store all of your guns and ammo and items in. Mm-hmm. You have your environment that feels very similar. Your lack of zombies. Yeah. <laughs> it's there. Yeah. The one thing I would say I wish they did better was the puzzles. Because the puzzles felt very simple and you really didn't have to do a whole lot of there wasn't a lot of thought process be- thought process behind it. It was mm-hmm. really straightforward. Okay. It was like, oh, I need to find a code. Oh, to my right, there's a there's a number. I guess I'll put that in. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not like you had to go find a code. Yeah. In another area right. that that clued you in that this goes to something. Yeah. That you'd have to go find later. Yeah. As far as Resident Evil Four goes, they added the the gems back in, where you can sell like items and gems and mm-hmm. and buy your guns with that stuff. Uh, but everything was toned down to be a lot more simplified. Okay. There's not as much of that stuff. They brought in the merchant. Mm-hmm. You know, he's this big fat guy instead of the masked guy. What are we buying? Yeah. You know, his trademark lines and all that stuff. They brought in all that kind of stuff. But I will say, so if you like Resident Evil 4, you're going to really like this game. Okay. I think it's a fun game for what it is. It, it basically is built around replay value. It's a little too linear for my liking, again, as, a, as far as a Resident Evil game. But it, it basically caters to people who are not familiar with the franchise. Gotcha. Um, as far as the mercenaries go, that, that side game, I feel like they completely butchered that. Because if I remember, you would upgrade your guns and those could be used in mercenaries. Which then let you get stronger attacks and higher points in, yeah. that, in that minigame. I was playing it, and when I beat the level, even despite upgrading my guns, when I went back to play it again, my guns were back to a base level, and I had to repurchase and upgrade them throughout playing it a second time. That's dumb. So if that's the case that you don't keep any progress on your gun leveling, then what is the point of that game? Yeah, that is kind of weird. So that was a bit disappointing, and I don't feel like I would waste my time playing it over and over if I know there's no actual progress behind what we're doing. And again, that alone was very linear versus the open-worldness of the original Mercenaries, where they were this big sandbox area that you just run around in. Mm-hmm. This felt very, take these paths, and you, it, felt, it felt very much like House of the Dead to an extent. Okay. Where they're just kind of jumping down, running at you, and you just have to keep shooting them, mm-hmm. versus... A more chaotic mode of mercenaries of the Resident Evil 4 and 5 and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It felt very much just they're always in front of you. Not really so much a 360. You always have to like 
move around and look around and but who knows maybe it gets better as you get more levels open i'm only i think on the third level i don't know how many there are but it doesn't seem like they put as much thought into this side game okay but resident evil lately the the games have been all structured around an arcadey replay value where you beat the game and you unlock challenges and then Within those challenges, you get points, and you spend those points to buy, like, guns, and you buy ammo upgrades and unlimited ammo. Mm -hmm. And then the idea is you go back and replay the story over and over, and you have easier weapons to kill things with, Mm -hmm. which makes you feel more powerful. And you can get more challenges done that are harder, like finish the game only knifing enemies. Yeah. Which seems like it's impossible, but if you have, like, one-hit kill knives or something, it's yeah. probably going to work out just fine. Right. Or yeah. there's one I think you had to kill Lady Dimitroscu when she's a boss battle in under, like, three minutes. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like it would be really fucking hard based off how you play the, the boss, mm-hmm. but you have unlimited ammo. Yeah. You're probably going to kill that thing really fucking fast. Yeah. So. That makes sense. It, it's basically designed about its, around its replay value. My final verdict for this game, putting Resident Evil aside just as a game, how I felt about it, I would say this is a, I'm going to say it's a slice it. Okay. I feel like it's between a test it and a slice it, but I'm going to say slice it because I found myself going back and playing a second run through. I think I'm like two thirds through my second run. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the replay value is there enough to keep you enjoying this game to make it justified for its money. Yeah. Of course, keep in mind that anybody who buys this game is supposed to have access to that Resident Evil Online, whatever the fuck, game as well. That right. ha- That got delayed. Yeah. So there is technically more content to this if you care enough about it, but I think that's just kind of filler. Well, I'm actually impressed you even played this game, to be honest, because you were so anti this game before it was coming out well here's the thing is like playing it i was like i was consciously like annoyed that i'm shooting werewolves and Mm -hmm. not zombies yeah or i'm shooting whatever the fuck these people with swords are and not yeah (laughs) zombies or yeah or whatever the fuck cerberus whatever the fuck creatures they had in the original games yeah but i enjoyed my time with what it was. It just felt... You could tell that like the characters were very much designed around being what the Resident Evil characters are supposed to be, but looking different. Okay. You know, those were supposed to be zombies. Lady Dimitroscu is supposed to be a tyrant. Yeah. It's very clear. She's yeah. got her hand turned into a giant fucking claw. Yeah. She's really fucking tall. Yeah. And she chases you around. Yeah. She's a tyrant. She's literally a tyrant. Yeah. Just sexified. Yeah. <laughs> Am I happy with the direction it's gone? Not really. Is the game fun enough to, to consider playing if you're just looking for a, a first-person shooter with an arcade replayability? Yeah. It's okay. there. Good. It's worth playing if that's what you're looking for. As a structure of a video game, it's fun. But it does have weaknesses in its story. And creativity. Like, I guess that's it. Okay. I mean... <laughs> you pretty much I've covered it. i probably said more than I needed to say about this game. But <laughs> I imagine people expecting me to be like, this game sucks, don't buy it. But yeah. I've tried to put that aside 
what Resident Evil is right. in reviewing this. Okay. Or I should say what Resident Evil is to me. Right. Because there's always people who are like, well, Resident Evil is whatever they make it. Yeah, that's true. Sit down, bitch. <laughs> you know? Sit down, bitch. Yeah. Not on my watch. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, even though it wasn't truly a Resident Evil game. Experience. Experience. Yeah. You know what this really did, too, for me? I will say this. Yeah. It got me really excited at the idea of a Resident Evil 1 remake in first person. Okay. Because these games are gorgeous. Like, the, the Resident Evil engine that they use is gorgeous. It's very detailed. It looks good. hmm But it feels like it's missing what is Resident Evil as far as how they present the game. Yeah. All right. All right. That's it. That is it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. As Of course, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at DTFpod. Check out our Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast, or send us an email directly to dtfpod at gmail.com. You can also please, please, please go to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and leave us a rating or review. We would appreciate the feedback. And uh, check out our website, dtfcast.com. That's it for episode 94 of Dissecting This Fiction. Yep. Bye bye. <laughs>